You want to change the world, son. So do I. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Curious Christians podcast. We're super excited to have you here. I am your host, Brandon Shavera, here with our 30 years of experience, Pastor Roger Kranz. Hey everybody. And like we said, we are glad that you're listening and super excited to get this podcast started. Guys, we are overwhelmed with our community and the way that it's growing. We're starting to see uh, the real growth of it and we're super, super, super uh, honored and thankful that you guys are joining this community and helping us grow. That's right. And we want to invite everyone to uh, go to our website, thecuriouschristians.com, where you can uh, sign up, you can follow, you can subscribe, and you can hear all our podcasts. And then also, if you scroll down to the bottom, you can um, have a place in there to ask your questions. Yeah, and be looking every single day for new podcasts. Um, at the moment, we're trying to push out as many as we can. That way, we can really uh, get as many topics and questions answered as possible. So just be on the lookout for that. Like and subscribe wherever you're listening, and that way you can never miss out on a new episode of The Curious Christians. That's right. Brandon, what is our question for today? Today, we're going to be diving into sacrifice. And this can go in a bunch of different directions, but uh, I'm going to try to keep it uh, vague starting off. That way we can let it lead into uh, all those different areas that it might uh, jump into. So I want to address sacrifice in uh, in our faith. So going with sacrifice um, leading into this topic, I just want to open it up like this. When we become Christians... There are certain things that we're probably going to have to sacrifice um, within our life. So how do we start off? And I, I, we had said something before in another podcast about uh, quitting things cold turkey. And uh, maybe you do or don't do that. But when you first become a Christian, you have to pick certain things in your life to sacrifice. What is the best way to deal with that? And how do you deal with that? Well, once again, I think that the, you know, seeking God's will is is always first and foremost. So if there's something that, um, as far as removing things from your life, if there's something that he doesn't want there, he'll let you know that. Um, but when we, when we talk about sacrifice, you know, God has a, a wisdom-filled way of letting us know and teaching us what sacrifice really is. And it's, it's uh, truly genius. Uh, because and I'm, we'll just jump right in, if you don't mind. In the in the book of Romans, chapter twelve, um, he says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service." And so he uses two words here: a living sacrifice. Uh, remember, in the Old Testament, when when someone would sin, they'd have to bring a turtle dove or a lamb or something to the priest and the priest would make that sacrifice for that person's sin. And what would they do with it? They'd kill it, right? It had to be a a blood sacrifice. The great thing about what God asks us to do is he asks us to, to have a living sacrifice. We don't have to die for it. You know, it's a living sacrifice. So then, like you said, it goes into many directions. But when we break it down, we break it down to what what are the sacrifices of our life? We sacrifice, you know, the, the, the obvious ones. We sacrifice our time. We sacrifice our talents. We sacrifice the gifts, that, that the God-given gifts. Um, we sacrifice our tithing, our money. 
There's, you know, and the list could go on. We sacrifice all kinds of different things. So let's get a little more specific at this point and, 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 and let's ask what it is that we're sacrificing. Yeah. So I think whenever you first uh, join the faith, and I know this is particular, at least with me too, is you start to uh, wean out your friend group and uh, your circle of influence, as you would call it. And uh, one of the biggest things you have to sacrifice is just the people around you. Who is the positive influences in your life? Who is going to help you grow as a Christian and who is not going to help you? So how do you prepare to, um, to sacrifice some of your closest friends or some of your most meaningful bonds if, if the Lord is telling you that these people are not good for you? Great question. So to start off, you know, if we're talking to Christians here, which this is a curious Christian podcast, then we, 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 we can use the word um, sacrifice for the, the will of God or the, the good of God. But we can even take it, a, 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 we can even make it a little more mild than that, so to speak. And we, we don't have to say that it's a sacrifice for God. If we're talking about our circle of influence, um, that, that circle of influence should be purged um, often in someone's life because it's, it's not even about being a better Christian. It's about just even being a better person. So to, to kind of make this a little more mild, um, I want to be a better person. Therefore, I'm going to purge my circle of influence and weed out the people that are not good for me. The, the, the people that are, are a bad influence on me, I want to weed them out. Now, does it mean that I throw them to the wayside and never talk to them again, never see them again? No. It just means they're no longer allowed to be in my circle of influence. They're no longer allowed to influence me. Then as we start to grow in Christ, as we start to get closer to God and he's transforming us, then we can look at our circle and say, okay, now I've weeded out the people that weren't good for me. Now, where can I find people to place in my circle of influence that will help me become a better Christian? Yeah. And before we dive down to that section, so when you say that you're having to wean out the people that are in your circle of influence, sometimes that can be tough for people. Some people work with uh, individuals that are not healthy for them, people that uh, bring them down. Uh, other times it could be family members. How do you, um, when you're in that position, also the other thing is, is that people are uncomfortable doing that. So God might lay it on your heart and say, this person is not good for you. But in our everyday lives, when we walk out our, you know, regular lives, how do you just tell someone that you've been friends with every single day for the last couple of years, you know, hey, God says you're, you're bad. I'm walking away. It, it doesn't work like that. So, you know, obviously, how do you get to a point where you're able to uh, wean them out of that circle of influence, but you're keeping it done in a normal way? You're not just going and uh, isolating yourself from all these people. You're not that jerk who's like, hey, God, God doesn't want me hanging out with you. Bye. Right. Well, the, the great thing about that is that God's given us, uh, f you know, a, a free will. And so with that free will, that allows us to be completely in control of our circle of influence. So there may be, like you said, it, it may be tough situations where it might be a family member or it might that living in the same house, or it might be uh, someone you work with that's a bad influence on you. Uh, the, by the way you live your life and by the decisions that you start to make because you've made a conscious decision to weed out that circle of influence, like we said, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you can't talk to them anymore. It doesn't mean you can't 
be around them. It just means you've stopped the measure of influence they have on your life. So where you may have gotten counsel from them and it might have been bad counsel at an at a earlier date, you're no longer going to take counsel from them. And it doesn't have to be a cold turkey, you know, I'm cutting you off type thing. It just needs to be a conscious decision you've made on upon your life that says, I'm no longer going to allow you to influence me. It's not something you say out loud, something you say to yourself, and you, you then you have to be true to yourself about it. So only if being around them uh, is personally affecting you, do you have to consider keeping them away from you? But if it's just someone who maybe isn't reflecting on you in the best way, but you can push that aside, but as long as they're not influencing you to be a different person, they can still be around you. You can still tolerate them and have them there. You could even still call them a friend, but as long as they're not influencing you, then that would satisfy that. Absolutely. And, and, and when they see the, the change of, in you and the decisions that you're making now uh, versus what you used to make, what's going to happen is they're no longer going to be an influence on you because of your conscious decision, but you in turn are going to become an influence on them because people tend to, people tend to go towards things that are good. And so when they see the change in you, they're, you're going to end up being their influence. And it's a, it's a, great, a great way to, that God lined it up that way. Yeah. So diving into uh, Sacrifice Deeper, uh, one of the things that uh, some people are faced with when they become a Christian or when they first develop their faith is uh, they've had a plan for their life. And suddenly that's changed by God's will. And I think that's one of the biggest things that a Christian has to sacrifice is their overall plan. Some, someone may never have uh, thought that they were going to be told uh, by God that you're going to go to uh, the remote jungle and go preach to people who have never even heard uh, the name Jesus before. And uh, their plan might have been uh, that they were going to go play uh, professional sports. And they have to change that plan. How do you tell someone or how do you uh, accept? And I, I know God's ways are higher than ours. I'm, right. You know, but how do you um, accept that your plan uh, may be not what God, God's will is for you? Well, you know, <clears throat> just to bring you back, um, give you a, a quick look into the to our life. You know, we were lead singer in a rock and roll band. And our, our uh, dreams were to become famous in a, as a rock and roll band. And so we were on our way. I mean, we were traveling all over the United States, playing all kinds of venues. And when God called me into the ministry, um, I didn't, it, it, you know, you used a, a phrase. You said, all of a sudden you have to stop. I didn't have to stop. I wanted to stop because I knew that God had a better plan for me. I felt it. I, I, I felt it with my heart. I felt it with my soul. I felt that the, the plan I had was not going to work out to the best at the end. Uh, and I, I felt strongly that God's plan was. And so I don't, I don't believe that it's a, you have to do this or have to do that. I believe it. God changes the desire in your heart by showing you the truth. Make yeah. sense? So then if something that drastic is going to happen, if something is going to change in your life, you believe that God will first lay it on your heart and you will gradually change and your wants will become his wants. So it's not going to be you still have that uh, you know, strong desire to do what you wanted to do, but your desires will change. 
Exactly. Matter of fact, um, let's have a little bit of fun with this, okay? We'll have a little bit of fun. So let's just ask the folks that are listening to examine themselves for a moment, okay? And you too, and me too. Okay, so let's, let's ask this question. What's more important to you, your cell phone or God? Now, most people in a heartbeat would say God, right? But let's reword that question. Let's reword it and say, which one of these gets more of your time, your cell phone or God? Now it's a whole nother ball game, isn't it? It's a whole nother way to examine yourself. We, you know, he says to, um, he says to give him the sacrifice of worship. Well, worshiping God is really all about giving him time, giving him your time and, and, and your attention. But if you say, which, which one gets more attention, your cell phone or God? I think if everybody answers that honestly, the majority, now I know there'll be some that don't, but the majority will probably say, I give more time to my cell phone than I do to my God, right? So, and that's okay. Let's not condemn ourselves over that, but let's be realistic in, in how we worship him. Let's be realistic in what he calls the, the living sacrifice. We can take it a step uh, to the right here and say, he also says to give him the sacrifice of praise. You know, Psalm 145 says um, that we that our works should praise him. All of our works should praise him. So once again, you can ask yourself, are, is the majority of my works praising God? And, and I think if everybody is truthful with themselves when they look at that, they're probably gonna say no. But once again, let's not condemn ourselves. Let's just get better. Let's realize where we're at and get better. Um, I'll give you one more, the, the sacrifice of holiness. Um, we'll tell you before we were saved, our body was, it, 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 I think it's safe to say our body was an instrument of sin. I mean, let's, let's cut all the fat around it. it my, our body was an instrument of sin. But when we get saved and God starts renewing our mind and he starts training us and teaching us and discipling us and, and, uh, and we're going through our uh, transformation, then we, our bodies go from a, a, a instrument of sin to a channel of love, right? So there's a big difference. And, and, and here's what it is. You know, he uses the phrase, not us, he uses it in his word, that we become a living sacrifice. But when you're frosty with God and you've been with him for a while and you've been in the word and God is moving and shaking and molding and making you, at that point, you realize the things that I'm doing for him are not a sacrifice. It's not a sacrifice for me to have to come to church. Now, I will say this, when he first saved me, Sunday afternoon was a good fishing day. And Sunday evening, my favorite show came on. I'm gonna tell on myself here. My favorite show came on, Gilligan's Island. Now this is years ago, okay, just don't shoot the messenger. So, so I, I would, Sunday afternoons, man, I was busy because I wanted to fish and then watch Gilligan's Island when it came on. But when, when he saved me, he changed my desires. And yeah, at first it was a sacrifice to, to miss those things to go to church. It was a sacrifice. So I understand why he says it become a living sacrifice. But now I'm, I'm older, I'm more mature in the word, 
uh, he's transformed me in many ways. So now I look at that and I laugh because it was never really a sacrifice. It's not a sacrifice to come to church. It's not a sacrifice to serve him and to preach his word and to share the good news. It's never, it, I, the sacrifice is the furthest word from my mind. So it's unique that he calls it a living sacrifice because at, at first you do feel like you're sacrificing, but as you grow with him, it's not a sacrifice anymore. And that word doesn't even fit anymore. You know, it's an opportunity to minister. It's an opportunity to serve him. Yeah, I think that's a great way to um, kind of sum, sum all that up. And I'd like to bring it back to a second to uh, when you had us all sit and think about the comparison from your cell phones and time that you spent with God. And I love that comparison because you can use that in any aspect of your life. Cell phones are a great way to, um, it's a great unit of measurement of time. Sure. Because how many people say in their life that I just don't have time for it? I don't have time for it. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I can't eat. I can't, you know, develop a meal plan and eat healthy. I don't have time for that. I can't work out. I can't anything. And and because we're a Christian podcast, the biggest one would be I don't have time to sit down and pray. I don't have time to share time with God. Use your cell phone as a unit of measurement of time and ask yourself every time. And there's actually a way you can do that right now. If you look at your cell phone, um, and I don't know how to do it on Androids, but I know it's possible. You can actually see how long, how much screen time that you have had. And I, you are going to be sick to your stomach when you see it, that you were on your phone for four hours today. And you think four hours is an over overestimate. It's not. I work um, I work two full-time jobs and uh, do this podcast and all sorts of stuff. And I guarantee you my screen time is probably around that. Um, and I, I've, I've done this with my wife before. And she said, I just, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't do this. I can't do that. And we've looked at her screen time and when it says seven hours and I say, do you realize that seven hours you were just looking at your phone? Do you realize what you could have done in that seven hours? So everybody examine yourself, use that as a measurement and say, how much of this time on this cell phone was necessary? And we all love our cell phones. It's, it's sure. an unfortunate truth of this modern age is that we are all very addicted to our cell phones. And you know what? It's not exactly uh, terrible in all ways because the majority of you are probably listening to this on your cell phone right now. So there can be good with it too. But um, all we're asking is that in this analogy that we're using here, that you compare it and you say, if every single second that was on your cell phone, you were able to donate some of that and spend it in prayer, spend it in setting up... Uh, organizing your walk with God, right. doing um, doing whatever, then uh, we can bring this all back and tie it in. You are sacrificing some of that time for God. And that's ultimately what he wants. And you can plan that. That's not it's, it's not that hard of a step because in your mind, you don't have any extra time to do this. But you, you look at your phone, you see how much time you spent on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You cut some of that time. You don't have to cut all of it. Cut some of it and give that time to God. And right there, you're sacrificing some time and you'll be blessed for it. I didn't even know you could do that with your phone. I'm, I, after the, after the uh, podcast, I'm going to check my phone. Like, you need to show me how because uh, that's, uh, that's what a great tool that is. 
But yeah, if someone's you, if someone's on their phone four hours a day, and I, I think people are going to be surprised, they're probably on there. They will more than four hours a day. The majority will. I a promise lot. you. When yes. I first looked at it, I said there is no way. There is no way that I'm spending more than an hour and a half to two hours on my phone every single day. I just when I look at it, I was like, there's no way. I, I I'm doing so much, I could not be on my phone actively. Mine was averaging about four hours a day. That is insane. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if you're spending four, six, or eight, whatever it is, hours a day on your phone, surely you could give 30 minutes to God. And it's really not giving it to God. It, once again, it really, we'll call it a sacrifice for argument's sake, but the, because he calls it a sacrifice. He says a living sacrifice. But he calls it that because he, he knows how we'll feel about it to begin with. But after we've done it for a while, we'll realize it's really not a sacrifice. If you're spending eight hours a day on your phone, surely you can give God 30 minutes of, it, of your time. And what's going to happen over time is if you'll do that consistently, you're going to find that that 30 turned into 45 and 45 turned into an hour because you're going to want to spend more time with him. But the more, Because the more you learn about him, the more you want to seek him and find him. I have a question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, so this question is... I just want you to think about it just for a second and then give us maybe uh, your answer. What is the biggest sacrifice you've ever given to God? Um, the biggest sacrifice that I've ever given to God. Take your time because our listeners right now are, are thinking the same thing. They're, they're examining themselves and they're, they're asking that same question to themselves. Well, and this is going to sound very cliche here, but I'm hoping I'm in the process of giving my biggest sacrifice to God now, because since we've started this podcast, I've realized that this is what I want to do. So I'm hoping that my sacrifice is that I'm going to give my life to God. So, um, unfortunately I can't say that before this, that I've really had a huge sacrifice that I can, that I can mention. You know, I attend church every now and then, um, you know, I've, done a lot of things for my family, but that's sacrifices for my family, I would say more or less. So uh, I hope I'm in the process of doing the biggest sacrifice. Um, and, and I hope that uh, God sees this and is allowing me to eventually uh, give my life over to him and he'll use me. So, Beautiful. but uh, I'll turn it around. What is, uh, what's the biggest sacrifice that you've made? Well, you know, I, I've asked this question for in the, with the congregation before, and the majority of people have a very similar answer to yours. They say, well, the biggest sacrifice I ever gave God was my heart. But if you really think about the answer to that, the biggest sacrifice that you gave God was your heart. Now think about this. What did you have to do to give him your heart? All you had to do was believe. Right? You just had to have a little bit of belief. What was the biggest sacrifice he gave to you? You know, there's really only two people that ever sacrificed anything. One is the Father in heaven who sacrificed his son, and the other is his son who sacrificed himself. So it, if you really want to talk about the word sacrifice, let's go to those two and see what they sacrificed. But if you, when, when you ask me, what's the biggest sacrifice I ever gave to God, I would have to say my trust. I gave up all my trust to everything around me and I gave 100% of it to him. And, 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 and I, don't, I think that's really the only way you can 
trust God is to give him 100%. 99.9 won't do. Because if 99.9 means there's a, there's, there's a piece of a percent out there somewhere that God didn't get. You know, he gave his all. So in turn, he expects us to give our all. So the biggest sacrifice I could tell you that we ever gave God was our trust. We had to pull it from all other areas of life that we put trust in and we formed it all together and we gave it to him 100%. And because of that, our faith grew. And, our, and, and, and once again, now that word sacrifice, when, when we do something for God, that word sacrifice doesn't even come up in our vocabulary. It doesn't come up in our heart or our mind because it never is a sacrifice. He, he's the one that did the sacrifice. Yeah. Sacrificing for God. Um, if you're sacrificing anything for God, um, I'm guessing that you're meaning that you're spending more time or doing something for him. Ultimately, you're going to be blessed for it. Or if that's in his will and you're doing his will, then you're going to be satisfied for it. And, um, you know, if I don't want to keep going back to the cell phone reference right now, but I was thinking about it as we were talking about it. And, you know, you're saying um, if you could even just give up 30 minutes of your time, you know, you look at your phone, subtract 30 minutes from however long you've been spending on your phone. And I thought if you knew that your deepest prayer was going to get answered, if you just sacrificed that 30 minutes every day and gave it to him, you would have no issue. You would have no issue giving that 30 minutes up. You say, like, man, I just want to be financially stable. I just want me and my wife to be happy. I just want this to happen. You give up this 30 minutes and you pray with me every single day and this is going to happen. Guess what? You take it all. I don't care. I don't, this, is, this is happening. Well, realize that that's not just something that we're talking about here. The more time that you spend with God the more that your prayers are going to get answered, the closer you're going to feel with him, the more content you're going to be in life. So it's not a, uh, it's not a, well, if you knew, you know, your life will get better if you give up some time and spend it with God. And uh, because the topic today was sacrifice, we can use the word sacrifice, but at the same time, it, it shouldn't be looked at as a sacrifice. This is, this is an honor, an honor to be able to spend more time with him. That's right. An opportunity, an honor, any other word but sacrifice, really. Yeah, but because that is the topic today, um, you know, I'd like to dive into just one last thing. And um, because our last topic was uh, church, and I, I love that topic and diving into it, and I learned a, a great deal from that. Um, sacrificing time for your church. Now, um, I know we went over, it's not your church, it's the church. And we can get, I'm saying that the church that you are currently in, uh, sacrificing your time towards that. Let's speak about that for a little bit. How important is that? Um, what should you expect out of it when you're sacrificing time into it? Well, that's a great question too. The first thing you, we have to realize though is that when, when God says don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, he's not saying that for his benefit. He's saying it for yours because he knows that being part of a, a good Bible-believing local church is, is paramount in your life because it's positive influences. Once again, we go back to the circle of influence. 
It's that positive influence on your life. You're around believers who are sharing with one another how God is working in their lives. And it brings you back to a point where you realize, I mean, some things in this life, uh, admit it or not, some things in this life we have to be told more than once. Yes? So so when you're around Bible-believing people and, and God-inspired people, they're sharing with you stories and, and things that are happening in their life where they prayed this and God answered it and they prayed that and God answered it and God's doing miracles in their lives and this one was sick and they went and prayed over him and now he's recovered and, and, and you're hearing these things and what it does, it, it, it builds up inside you, it builds your faith and, and every time you hear a positive thing about God, it's building your faith and building your faith and building your faith. And that's what, that's what it's really all about. It's about trusting God and, and having your faith built. That's why he says not to forsake the assembling of yourselves because you need that good fellowship. You need to hear from one another. You know, you need to hear from the one that, that's in here just praising him because of the miracle that just took place in their life. And you have to realize if God did it for them, he'll do it for you. If God did it once, he'll do it again. So that's really what the church life is all about. It's not about coming to church and seeing where the, the pastor can put you uh, and give you a job in the church. That's not what it's about. It's about attending a place that f like fellow believers are there and, and you're sharing stories with one another about God and how he's moving in your life. That's what church should be about. Yeah. So instead of phrasing it as sacrificing, um, you know, time into the church, you would kind of sum it up as in you're going to get out of the church what you kind of put into the church. You know, the more that you're actively involved, the more that um, you're allowing God to place you in certain areas in the church, the more that you're going to get out of it. That's right. It's another opportunity to build your faith. I never understood this while, as a pastor for years and years and years. People would say, um, they'd see me and they'd say, oh, pastor, I, I've been meaning to get back in the church. And I say, okay, well, where you been? Oh, well, we've been having hard times. We've been struggling. You know, if, if you're having hard times and you're struggling, what better place could you go than the church so we can pray for you? The problem is we're all human. Even the pastor, believe it or not, is human. And so when we don't see your face, we'll pray for you for a while, but eventually when we don't see your face long enough, we're gonna forget you. Sorry, that's how it is. I'm just, we're just being honest with you today. We're, we're you know, God's got you a, a, a place in the pew for you. And, and if you're not there, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, I mean, we, we remember to pray for people over time, but over a long period of time, we, when we don't see the face, another face takes its place. That, and that these, these are faces that have problems that need prayer. So it's a, it's a cycle. So, you know, I never understood that as a pastor, why, why I would see people and they'd say, oh, well, we haven't been there because we've been going through some hard times. Well, maybe you need the church to pray for That's you. Where you need to be. Maybe you need to have the people that are close to God, you know, laying hands on you or praying for you or whatever, whatever it is, you know, to build your faith back up, to, to let you know that if God did it once, he'll do it again. You know, he's the same God yesterday, today and forever. Of course. And guys, that's all the time that we have for this podcast. I want to end it with one final thing. Uh, let's all do something together because uh, God's been laying it on my heart since we spoke about it. Uh, take out your phones right now. And if, if you can't get to it right away, uh, then just do it after the podcast. But uh, it should be under your settings. 
and then you're going to see a thing called screen time. Tap on screen time and it will show you right now um, how long you have been on your phone just today. And today it's telling me that at 2.20 p.m., which is right now, that uh, so far I've been on my phone 48 minutes today. And it's telling me that that is one hour and 13 minutes below my average for this time. So that means that normally by 2.20 p.m. I've been on my phone for about two hours. And I can tell you that's messed up because I just got off midnight shift. So usually I'm sleeping during this time. So it's, it's trying to probably recalculate all this. I'm going to commit right now to tomorrow setting aside 30 minutes that I'm going to take from my phone and I'm going to spend that with God. And even if that means I'll be on my phone on a Bible app or uh, just sit, sitting there in prayer, I'm going to commit to taking that time and giving it back to God and allowing him to do whatever he should uh, allow me to do, whether or not it's me just sitting there and speaking to him, whether or not it's doing a Bible study or something like that. But uh, I encourage everybody who's a curious Christian out there, look at your phones right now, see how long that you've already been on your phone and dedicate that commit right now. And it doesn't have to be 30 minutes, guys. It could be 10 minutes. It could be five minutes, whatever. Dedicate that time. And every single day, look at the phone at the end of the day and dedicate a certain amount of time the next day and give it to God and see if he does not actively bless you for it. You were able to find it, or are you still can't? We'll we'll look at it after. I, I found don't know. settings. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm proud, found settings. I'm proud of myself. I'm not sure how to do it on the Android. We'll I'll I'll figure that out after. I know you can do it because I've seen it. I've seen people do it before. So, but anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Pod, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many, many more podcasting sites. Like I said, my phone keeps dinging. One day it'll stop, but um, super excited to be on all of them now. So. Visit thecuriouschristians.com, leave a comment, become a part of our community, and be on the lookout for our t-shirts. They will be in any single day now. I keep saying that, but one of these days I'll say, hey, they're in. So <laughs> that's um, right. you guys get an opportunity to get one of those and uh, you know, represent the Curious Christians. We're so excited to have you guys. Thank you for being part of this community. We'll catch you on the next one.